If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Revelation 18. Revelation chapter 18. And we're going to read verses 1 through 5 this morning to kick this off. I got a message, a sobering message that I believe the Lord put upon my heart. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Verse 1, Revelation 18. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities." Now, Babylon, this is very important. The Lord directed me to that scripture, and immediately the Holy Spirit quickened the word Babylon to me. Might not mean anything to you right now, but let me give you a little background of what Babylon was. Babylon was an evil city that was full of occult stuff and infiltrated with evil practices that are forbidden in God's word, such as witchcraft, black magic, sorcery, spiritism, sacrificing children to idols, to name a few. Friends, we are living in a day and age right now where the darkness is getting darker. Can you say amen to that? If you don't see it, you need to open your eyes because it is getting darker and darker. The evil city of Babylon is all too descriptive of what is going on in our own country right now. The United States of America. The foundation of this country is being shaken. The word of God is being thrusted out and replaced with opinions rather than absolute truth from the word. It's, hey, you know, if you think it's wrong, it's wrong. If you don't think it's wrong, it's not. No. There's absolute truths on this earth. And they're found in the word of God. America, in fact, was founded upon the word of God. Now look from that beginning to where we are now. The darkness is getting darker. We're living in a world that thinks it's okay to murder the unborn by abortion. And it's interesting how Babylon used to sacrifice children, kill them, unto the idols. What's abortion? Who are they sacrificing it to? Yep. Who's behind it? You guessed it. Satan. So we think it's okay to murder the unborn by abortion and murder others by euthanasia. We are living in a world that has perverted the standards that are set forth in God's word. They think it's okay now for a man to marry a man, a woman to marry a woman. 
What a bunch of trash. What a bunch of perversion. That's what it is. It's perversion. We are living in a world that has accepted pagan holidays that glorify Satan, demonic spirits, death, fear, and the occult. Hello. What's tomorrow? Yeah. Halloween. It's not innocent. And as... As a spiritual leader in the body of Christ, I'm telling you, don't get involved with Halloween. You're opening yourself up to demons and your children and your family. It's not innocent fun. Do you know that Halloween is one of the biggest, uh, biggest holidays or days of the year for people who are in Satanism and the occult? Do you know they do special rituals and sacrifice individuals on what day? Halloween. Go figure. We're living in a world where the public schools have kicked God out and prayer out and replaced it with Harry Potter, which is, by the way, a manual for the occult and witchcraft, which is, by the way, religion, false religion, but it's a religion. You know, witchcraft, Wiccans, they actually have their own 501c3. You can write a check out to the Wiccans, and it'll be tax deductible. Thank you, government. You bet it is. That's true. So now they kick Christianity out of the schools, the word of God, but yet they open the door for another religion, witchcraft. Come on. This, this, I'm telling you the truth today. And I'm, I'm telling it boldly. It's, it's, stopped, it's time to stop messing around. And, and as I get, go deeper into this message, you're going to see where I'm going with this. Uh, forget HBO, Showtime, and Cinemax. We know they have junk on those channels. But now you can just turn on CBS, NBC, ABC, and you can see pretty much the same thing. Maybe in shorter clips, but you'll see the same thing eventually. You watch. There will be complete and total nudity on there eventually. You better believe Satan and demonic spirits are working overtime to push their agenda on this earth. Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4. There's a righteous anger that, that was just welling up within me. You know, the Bible says be angry and sin not. It's not necessarily a sin to be angry. Just don't sin when you're doing it. Amen? It's okay to get angry at what the devil's doing on this earth. Right? A righteous anger. Amen. And I want to stir that up in you today. 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 2. Now the Spirit... Notice the spirit there, that word spirit, it's capitalized. It's talking about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. The, now, the spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, in the last days, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils or demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Now, look at this. The Holy Ghost, way back when, had the writer, Paul, write, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, write that in the latter times, in the latter days, and we're in those days, can you say amen? It says, some shall depart from the faith. That's talking about Christians. Because how can you depart from something you were never in? It's talking about someone who was once saved, but then they departed from that. Why? 
because they were giving heed to seducing spirits, demonic spirits, and doctrines of devils. You see, Satan doesn't, in demonic spirits, they don't really have to do much with an unbeliever because they're, they have their sin nature. They're, they're doing things on their own. But you better believe Satan is working overtime on you and on me to try to get us to depart from the faith because he knows the power there is when you're in, walking in the word of God, walking in the spirit, the Holy Ghost. And he's trying to pull you away from that. And it says it's going to happen. Don't let it be one of you. Don't let it be one of you. Don't depart from the faith. That's the, import, the importance of staying in the word of God. Feeding on the word. Maintaining that prayer life. Now. Well, you know. It's working on some people. Because there are some so-called Christian denominations now that are allowing homosexuality. They're even ordaining, ordaining gay priests, gay uh, ministers. Some shall depart from the faith. Everyone who calls themselves a church is not necessarily a church. Everyone who calls himself a Christian is not necessarily a Christian. That's why Jesus said, by their fruit, you will know them. Not by their title. No. Not by their title, but by their fruit. You have a minister up here speaking and saying that homosexuality is all right, and he's uniting this man and man and woman and woman. Mm -mm. You shall know them by their fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. There are too many Christians who are sitting back watching evil invade this earth. Worse yet, like I said, even some of them are partaking in it in their normal part of their life. You know that the Bible calls that spiritual adultery? And as the Bible says, in a spiritual sense, you're whoring around on the one you are in covenant with. And you break that covenant. Just like in a marriage. If I go out and commit adultery, I'm breaking that covenant that I have with Elizabeth. Right? Same in the spiritual when you give your life to the Lord, you make him Lord and Savior of your life, you come into covenant with him. And then you go out, you partake in all these pagan holidays and all this stuff. How do you think God looks at that? He's not just looking down, that's oh, no, harmless, I'm just winking at it. No. In fact, in the Old Testament days, it infuriated our Heavenly Father so much that people who broke the covenant and got involved with the stuff of Satan, they were put to death. They were put, you go and read it in the Old Testament. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not going to turn his head. He's not going to turn his head and wink at sin. Don't do it. There are too many preachers nowadays uh, preaching a watered-down version of the gospel instead of confronting issues with boldness. Amen? Now, as I'm getting into the meat of this message here, I am calling on Christians here at RCC and around the world to stand up and be watchmen on the wall. And that's what I called the message today, watchmen on the wall. It's time to choose this day whom you will serve. Now, a watchman is defined as one who keeps watch or a guard. 
We are to guard the faith. We are to guard the righteous standards of God's word on this earth. Can you say amen to that? See, back in the Bible days, when the Bible was written, a city would be surrounded with a huge wall. Remember Jericho? A huge wall for protection from their enemies. And then the, there would be a watchman who would stand, stand up all around the wall and watch for the enemy. Now, turn with me to Isaiah 56. Isaiah 56. Hallelujah. I can't keep quiet about this, about the issues that are facing us on this earth. Can't do it. Because one day I'm going to have to stand up and give an account to the Lord Jesus Christ of what I did on this earth in this body, and you will too. Amen. Glory to God. This message was like fire shut up in my bones. Isaiah 56, look at verses 10 and 11. Now this is an example of what not to be like as a watchman. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. <sighs> they are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, every one for his own gain from his quarter. Oh, you know, that is prophetic for the day and age that we're living in right now. Look at that. His watchmen are blind. They're ignorant. They don't know any. They don't know the, they don't know the front from the back. Some people won't even know. You know there, there's Christians out there who are who are. Going, calling up 1-900-PSYCHIC and talking to someone and, you know, looking in the paper at their horoscopes because they're ignorant. They don't know that they're walking on dangerous ground. And if you're into that this morning, you need to drop it. You need to drop it. And you probably have to see me for deliverance. Amen. Come on. Jesus said you shall cast out devils, and you don't think you're opening yourself up to demon spirits to come into you when you're, op when you're partaking in the stuff of, of the devil? You bet you are. We dealt, Elizabeth and I dealt with a lot of individuals, cast the demons out of them because they were so infiltrated with it. Today I want to share with you seven characteristics of a true watchman on the wall. See, number one. A true watchman will hate evil. Turn with me to Proverbs 8.13. Proverbs 8.13. I'm not here to tickle your ear this morning. I'm here to give you the word of God. Amen. You, you know, too many people think they come to church just to be entertained. No, it's to come and hear the word. What does the, what's the Holy Spirit saying today? Amen. That's the frame of mind you should come to a church service. Anywhere. Not to be entertained. This is not, not entertainment. Um, so a true watchman will hate evil. Look at Proverbs 8, 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate 
evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So you, as a faithful watchman, you must have the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? It's a reverence. It's a respect for God. It's a respect for his word, for his righteous standards on this earth. And you will hate evil. Now, in Acts 19, verse 19, turn with me there. I want to show you something here. It's real interesting. Acts chapter 19, verse 19. This is taking place over in Ephesus. Some of the apostles went there. They got some people saved. Okay, People, almost the whole city, it said, gave their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. They become born again. Listen to this. Many of them, Acts 19, 19, many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. You see, when those people made Jesus the Lord and Savior of their life, the word there, curious arts, it's talking about uh, books and items that are tied to the occult. Amen. And it says when they got saved, immediately they brought those curious arts and books and they burned them. This shows us that they were taught immediately by the apostles to renounce anything tied to the occult. A true watchman will hate evil. Amen. See, some, some Christians listening today, whether here at Revival Christian Center or listening on 100.9, some Christians listening today need to clean house. You need to gather that stuff and ask the Holy Spirit, say, show me what things aren't supposed to be in this house. And the Holy Ghost will show you. Some of y'all need to have a bonfire party. Amen? Yeah. You need to get rid of it. Because, you know, those things can bring a curse on your home and your family. Okay? And I can talk more about that, too, in some of the healing meetings we're going to be having that deal with deliverance from demonic spirits. Now, you know, people who burn their items, I've had people come up to me and tell me that when they burn their books and other items that were tied to the occult, it said, some people told me this. They said, when, when I threw that, that stuff in the fire, I seen a devil, a demon in that fire. They said, I've even, I heard screams coming from that, that book. I, I verbally heard screams. You want to know why? Because there's demon spirits attached to, to those items. Amen. See, do you think, do you think that if someone was going to poison you, do you think they're just going to give you a cup and it's just full of arsenic or something like that? No. They'd mix a little in with a little sugar, right? Something that tastes good. Don't get caught up in, in how Satan's trying to pollute you and how he's trying to poison you. Everything doesn't come to you with a horn on its head, right? Harry Potter? What? People's complaint is, oh, it's just an innocent book. Hmm. Very clever, Satan. He fooled a lot of people. But he hasn't fooled us any longer. Amen? We know what he's up to. We know his agenda. So you need to get rid of those items. A true watchman will hate evil. Number two, a true watchman will endure hardness. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2.
2 Timothy chapter 2. And I want to show you uh, something out of here on verse 3. Number two, a true watchman will endure hardness. 2 Timothy 2 verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. How many of you know we're in a war on this earth? There's a war that's being waged, but it's not a war in the, in the natural. It's a spiritual battle. You ever heard the term spiritual warfare? We're in it. You better believe it, that the spiritual realm right now is even more real than what you see in the natural. A true watchman will endure hardness. See, this is no job for the weak. And don't look for a pat on the back when you, you are doing your job properly. You will be persecuted. You will be mocked. But that's fine. Because at that point, when those things are happening to you, you know that Satan is being threatened by what you are doing. As you are taking your post on that wall, Satan knows that you're a threat to his kingdom. Amen? So don't look for a pat on the back in this job of being a watchman. Hallelujah. See, what you're doing is you're challenging the darkness of Satan's lies and deception in the light of God's holy word. You can't fight the devil without the word. You need the word. Feed on it. Have it in you. It's the sword of the spirit, remember? And we're in a spiritual battle. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know what? We have the victory as Christians but we must go and possess the land. If we do nothing, evil triumphs. We have the victory, but we now have to go and enforce that victory by going and possessing that land. Amen. If we do nothing, hey, Satan just triumphs on this earth. And we will be accountable as the body of Christ when we stand before Jesus Christ one day. Number three, a true watchman doesn't entangle himself or herself with the affairs of this life. 2 Timothy 2 verse 4. It says, no man that warreth entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Hallelujah. Say Amen. See, the more you entangle yourself with the worldly things, and I'm talking about things that are attached to this world system, that Satan is what 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says, the God of this world. And I want you to notice it is a small g, <laughs> God of this world, right? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but there is a world system right now that Satan is controlling as the God of this world. And that's what I'm referring to. That's what this scripture is referring to. No man that wars or goes to battle in this warfare entangles himself with the things of this world, is what it's saying, or the affairs of this life. See, the more you entangle yourself with these things, the less concerned you'll be about the spiritual aspect of things. Uh, remember last week I talked about spiritual vision? Remember, do you see what I see? The more you entangle yourself with the things of this world, 
your spiritual vision will become blurred. You won't, you won't be sharp spiritually. Why? Because now you're going back into the fleshly mode. Remember? But if you're going to fight this warfare and be a true watchman on the wall, you have to stay walking in the spirit. Amen. Stay out of that flesh. Keep it under. And keep the spirit man up. So, a true watchman doesn't entangle himself or herself with the affairs of this life. He will not commit treason to the one he serves. Look at this. No man that warreth, verse 4, Second uh, Timothy 2, 4, the second part I'm going to. It says, uh, no man that warreth entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Why? Why? Why did the Holy Spirit put that in? Well, it goes on to say, the second part. That he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus Christ has chosen you and I, if you're a Christian today, he's chosen us to be soldiers. And we're not going to get entangled because we're going to please him. Right? Amen. We're out to please our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Number four, a true watchman is vigilant or alert. Turn with me to 1 Peter 5.8. Well-known scripture to most of you. Perhaps someone, some of you may not have really stumbled across this verse yet, especially the ones who are listening over the air right now. 1 Peter 5, verse 8. I'm proving the point that a true watchman is vigilant or alert. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. We as watchmen on this wall, as we stand for the righteous standards of God's word, we need to be alert. There's no time for sleeping. Remember in Isaiah 56, what I read earlier, how it says, you know, you, my watchmen are sleeping. You know, they're, 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 they're ignorant. They're, we need to be alert. This is a job that is 24-7. You don't get a vacation off of this job. It's 24-7. We need to be alert. We need to be vigilant. Now, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Go there. I, mean, I just want to make a quick point. Now, I'm not going to go into this and name all the spiritual armor. You can do that on your own time, and plus it's a whole sermon in itself. But Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Listen, I want to just throw something out at you for you guys to meditate upon this week. Listen to this. It says, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. As a watchman, you need to have your spiritual armor on. There can't be any cracks in the armor. Amen. Because you better believe the devil's looking for those cracks. Those demon spirits are always following you around, looking for cracks in your life to come in. Now, look at this. Without the spiritual armor, you will not be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Did you catch that? Look at verse 11 again. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able. Say able. <laughs> that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So if you are totally naked in battle, no spiritual armor, 
It says right there, you won't be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He'll fool you all day long. Amen. You'll be deceived. You'll, you need the spiritual armor, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, a true watchman is unselfish. Go with me to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 2. A true watchman is unselfish. Galatians 6, verse 1 through 2 says this. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? It says, bear ye one another's burdens, that you may fulfill the, lo the law of Christ. It's talking about the law of love. We are to walk in love. And it says here, hey, if a brother, if, a, if, if, a, if he's talking to Christians, he said, if someone gets overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual. There's another important key. Got to be in the spirit. Because if you're in the flesh, you're going to be selfish. And you're not going to care about someone else who's stumbling and falling. Amen. But if you're going to be a watchman of, on the wall, you have to be unselfish. And we got to restore those individuals who've maybe fallen from grace. And we need to help them. We need to reach out to them. Amen. Number six. A true watchman will know his enemy and how he operates. John 10.10. 10. Turn with me there. John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus, in this one verse, in this one statement, he gives us so much information that it's mind-boggling. And if you don't read it slowly, you'll miss it. John 10.10. 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Mm -mm -mm. How many people, Christians, mind you, go around who can't even pray the prayer of faith for someone to get healed because they think it's God's will for them to have that cancer. Come on. If they would turn to that one verse, they will be able to separate the works of the devil and the works of God. It's that simple. You're saying it's that clear cut, Pastor? Yes! Someone said to Brother Hagin, Back in the day when he used to travel on the road, he's some, someone's tent, gospel tent, you know how they used to have tent revivals, uh, it got blown over by a tornado. And this minister, Kenneth Hagin was talking to this minister, and the minister said, yeah, I just don't know why God did that to our tent. Brother Hagin just started busting out laughing. He said, brother, God's not into blowing down gospel tents. Come on. 
Isn't that a, you know, some Christians, because of their ignorance, God bless their hearts, <laughs> they say the stupidest things. And it's my goal as pastor of this church and in this area to proclaim the truth. That the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And Jesus came to give life and to give it more abundantly. Can you say amen to that? A true watchman will know his enemy and how he operates. 2 Corinthians 11. Hallelujah. As I'm getting closer to the end here. 2 Corinthians 11. Verses uh, 14 and 15. I'm proving the point that a true watchman needs to know his enemy and how he operates. Verse 14, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. I told you, remember this. Satan will not always come to you with a horn and pitchfork, right? He's going to try to deceive you. He's going to try that put that little bit of poison in your drink that you will swallow it, right? A true watchman needs to know how the enemy operates and always be alert, be, a vi be vigilant. Amen. But wouldn't it be, it's so foolish for a watchman to be confused of what to look for or who he is looking for. He's totally confused about his mission. I'd fire that guy right now, right? Amen. Who wants that kind of watchman? Would you feel safe in your bed at night? No, not at all. And number seven, a true watchman will sound the alarm. A true watchman will sound the alarm. Go with me to Ezekiel 33. Hallelujah. Thank God for his word. Amen. Or else we'd all be lost. Wouldn't know what our mission is. Wouldn't know the difference between God's works and the devil's. But God gave us his word to know the difference. Amen. To know our mission. Ezekiel. Uh, now that book for some of you might have some dust in its pages. I'm sure you don't go there every day and read Ezekiel probably. But there's some awesome stuff in here. Uh, in the whole word. Genesis to Revelation. Amen. Ezekiel 33 verses 1 through 9. Listen to this. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, if when he sees the sword come upon the land, he blows the trumpet and warn the people, then when whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and takes not warning... If the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. Now, this is talking about judgment. Judgment. When, when judgment comes upon a people and the, uh, the watchman on the wall doesn't sound the alarm. When, you know, he's saying, if you sound the alarm and warn the people, well, your responsibility, the blood's on those people's head then who the judgment's is coming on. Now listen to this, verse 5. Uh, or verse 6, go with me. But if the watchman see the sword come and does not blow the trumpet 
and the people are not warned. If the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his own iniquity. But, say but, his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. When we are around individuals, people who even who call themselves Christians, and you're seeing them in, indulging in this stuff that you know is against the word, we need to be warning them. Because it says, if you're not warning them, if the judgment comes and you didn't sound that alarm and warn them, their blood I will require at your hands. In other words, you're going to have to give an account on that day. That's some powerful stuff, isn't it? A true watchman will sound the alarm. Go with me to Isaiah 62 as we finish up. Isaiah 62, verse 6. This is our model. This is what we need to do as watchmen on the wall. Isaiah 62, verse 6. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace, day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. We, as the body of Christ, have a huge responsibility. Don't take it lightly. We cannot be silent anymore. We must sound the alarm. Would you all stand in this place this morning as we finish up? Hallelujah. We need to sound the alarm. Our vision needs to be in line with God's vision on this earth. We need to see things the way that he sees things on this earth. Amen. Why don't you lift your hands this morning? Thank him for what he's done. Hallelujah. God doesn't want his people to be ignorant. He doesn't want them to be ignorant of their mission. He wants them to know exactly what they are supposed to do. Now there may be some here today who's heard this message. And you can say, well, that's great and all, but you know, I'm in this place today and I have never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of my life. The Word of God says that today is the day of salvation. Don't leave this place. Don't leave this earth without making Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Yeah, but I've been too bad. It's too late for me. There's No, no. if you have breath in your lungs this morning, it's not too late. When it is too late is when that breath stops. Then at that point, whatever you've done with Jesus Christ, that's what determines your eternal destination. If you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life today, I want you to come down to this altar, and I want to pray with you privately. There may be some here today who say, you know, Pastor, I haven't been living the life that I should. I'm backslidden. I, I, I was the one you're talking about who's entangled in all of this stuff. And I want to get untangled today. And I want to rededicate my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If that's you, I want you to come down. And I want to pray with you this morning. If you have never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power after 
Say after. The Holy Ghost has come upon. Say upon. Upon you. If you want to be a, a powerful witness for the Lord Jesus Christ, you need that baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you have never received it and you want to receive the precious Holy Spirit today, I want you to come down to this altar and I want to lay hands on you and pray for you to receive so you can truly fulfill your mission. You know, you're not operating at your full potential. You're being a watchman, but maybe at 50%. You need the fullness of power to be that true watchman. If you need healing in your body, if you need a miracle in your body, a miracle in your life about any situation, I want you to come down to this altar, and I'll come in agreement with you. Now, if there are people who have heard this message today, and you're stirred up, and you're tired of the evil that's filtrating, infiltrating this earth, I want you to come down to this altar right now to take a stand and say, I will stand on that wall. I am going to be a watchman on the wall. If you want to make that declaration to the devil today, and you're showing God your seriousness, I want you to come down to this altar, saying, I'm not going to put up with what the devil's doing on this earth any longer. That's it. We're taking the word of God, and we're taking it by force. Amen. We're going to push down the gates of hell. Amen. revelation the revelation that God has given you today our hearts are responding you're here you're at this altar you're taking a stand you're gonna stand on that wall 24 7 amen hallelujah
like there's still a work going on in the people in us right now. The Holy Spirit's still doing a work. saying that there's a flame that's going to be hovering over this city in this area. Principalities and powers that have ruled for so long are going to be coming down in the name of Jesus. And there's a fire. There's the fan right now is in you, stirring you up. I just sense the Holy Ghost is stirring you guys up right now. That that flame, it's going to start right here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, strongholds are coming down, saith the Lord, right now. Oh, pray in the Holy Ghost right now, all you right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Something's happening in the Spirit right now in this area. I hear the Lord saying, get dressed. Get dressed for the battle. Put that armor on. And make sure it's on tight. I hear the Holy Ghost saying that. Fasten it on. Hallelujah. Oh, Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in the heavenlies right now. Let's speak to those principalities right now. I command every evil demonic spirit, every evil spirit, every evil principality and power that is ruling, that has been ruling over big rapids and surrounding areas. We bind you in the name of Jesus. And we command you to come down right now. Loose your hold on the people of this area. 
the gospel of Jesus Christ will be proclaimed in power. And Father, we just ask right now that your hand would be stretched out in this place, in this area, Father God. That your word will be confirmed with mighty signs, miracles, and wonders. If you agree with that, say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. here in the spirit that there's some sleeping giants in this place amen I'm not talking about the outside I'm talking about the inside know who you are in Christ and arise there's sleeping giants in here it's time to wake up amen we can't just complain about things if we're not willing to go out and do something about it right hallelujah take the sword of the spirit Hallelujah. And separate the hold that Satan has over the people of this area. You've been given that key to set the prisoners free. And his name is Jesus. Take the name. The name which is above every name. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Satan and demonic spirits have to obey the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Take that name. Use it. That authority has been delegated unto you. Jesus' ambassadors, representatives, CIA agents on this earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. Mm. Yes. Enough is enough. Separate yourselves. Be separate, saith the Lord, and I will receive you. Is that what the New Testament says? Amen. Second Corinthians chapter six and seven. Your heart needs to respond to this revelation today don't just walk out of here thinking it was just another sermon another message God is putting together an army in this area amen are you ready to enlist this morning can he count on you amen Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the word that your Holy Spirit has spoken this morning. We will take it, and we're going to run with this vision. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well,
power go in victory and remember revival begins in you amen have a great week